It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yeah, guys, I just want to remind everybody that you can keep hearing these kinds of conversations after hours on Behind the Glass with me, Mike, and Earl. We love doing it once a week. These two get into fights. I usually occasionally chime in and laugh (laughs) at them. It's a good time. Uh, We had this conversation last night as well. If you want to go check it out, we do it usually on Wednesdays now. seems to be our normal day. But we'll keep you guys posted if it changes. And before we go into our next topic here, thank you for watching Behind the Glass. We appreciate y'all do this real quick, but it's the next installment of our 32 and 32 series, counting down the 32 most important players for the Browns entering the 2023 season. And today's 32 and 32 player is number 30, Jack Conklin, the right tackle for the Cleveland Browns. G. Bush, you just got on a tirade about why Jed Wills is a bum. How do you feel about Jack Conklin? (laughs) You like that setup? You like that setup? Look at his face. It's all right, bro. It's going to be okay. He's another 60s guy. <laughs> These dudes was born in the civil rights area. That's your grade. 64, 60. He's another guy. I thought Jack Conklin was finished. I thought he was done. Um, guess not. They give him an extension, and I'm just, I'm confused with this. He's been hurt three years while he's been here. His grades have never been in the 70s while he's been here. Now, I love the pick when he got here. I loved him getting from the Tennessee, and I like what he can do when he's fully healthy. My thing is offensive linemen don't just get healthy overnight, right? Once you start getting injured, it's just you're going to miss some games. And it looks like he lost some bend in his legs. He's always already a lean athletic guy. He's he's standing upright a lot and and he's getting injured. My thing is if it comes down to Nick Chubb, once again, this is going to hurt them because they gave him an extension and this guy's getting 12, 13, 14 million dollars. And so, yeah, it looks good if it works, but if he gets hurt next year, what, what are we doing? Like, what, what are we doing at, the, at that position? And I feel like uh, Dewan Jones could play at that position. I feel like Hubbard could play at that position. I feel like there's some guys that they got ready to go that they could play that could be in that position. Now, this is a gamble. I think that they think that this, this is a, he's going to be better than what they can find on the market. And maybe they're thinking, look, we know Jedrick Wills is trash. We know, we know his play has been trash the last three years, and we're we not going to sign him. So we can't have two tackles that we're trying to try out that are young. We want some sort of continuity. So, I, okay, good. We'll see if it works out. But for me, I, I just thought that was a reach. I thought it was a crazy I, reach. I, I Yo, <laughs> hey. Now to cut you on the, the chat said everything scares McNuggets. Barbecue sauce scares McNuggets. I love barbecue sauce. <laughs> he did in fact comment everything Yo. scares me. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of stuff that scares me, have y'all seen the numbers on Jack Conklin's extension? I remember it being eighty million. Yeah. I don't remember the, the cap numbers being this. This year's cap hit, seven point eight million. Okay. Next year's cap hit thirteen million. The year after that, nineteen point five. The year after that, twenty point five. They can't cut him before 2026 without taking a dead cap hit of 12 million plus. That is so Jack Conklin. I was not ready to say you're the right tackle of the future, but guess what, buddy? You better stay healthy because they don't have a way to get out of your contract, which now means DeWan Jones, if he's going to play, has a much better chance at filling in at left tackle than right tackle. 
because you can't get out of this money. Talk, take a look. I, I, I knew I knew it was an eight four year eighty million dollar extension or four year sixty million, but I didn't realize it was spread out that way. Andrew Barry usually does it opposite. He usually front loads it so you can get out of the contract later. But mm. unless Spotrac has this backwards, and Spotrac's pretty damn good. His twenty twenty six, his thirty two year old season, he has a cap hit of twenty million dollars and a dead cap hit of ten. And look at this. He's he's regressed three straight years. Eighty when he got here in twenty twenty. 80, 80, uh, excuse me, 84.3, which ranked in the top 10 of tackles at the right side. He's a two-time first-team All-Pro. All-Pro. 2021, he dipped below 80. He's a 78.8. Last year, in 2022, had the worst career, the worst year of his career. 66.7 overall grade and a 51.8 run blocking. Oof. Big oof. And you give him four more years? That, and, that, Andrew that looks Barry crazy. Must, Andrew Barry must think it's hard to find tackles on the open market that are better than what they have, which I or no, maybe I, or I maybe he can't with. scout them or well, maybe he can't he's, scout. <laughs> exactly. Because so yeah, that's two the two you you got right now. Not great. I know we got to move on in one second, but real quick on Jack Conklin. Deshaun Watson plays a different style of quarterback than anyone he's ever blocked for. Yep. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson takes a lot of sacks because he's always trying to extend plays. That's one of the beauties of Deshaun Watson. Right. I am interested to see, especially on the outside with Conklin and Wills, how they handle the scramble aspect of Deshaun Watson. And if they're capable, they might not be. And if to answer all the questions about Jed Wills, if he's not capable of handling the scramble options and keeping his guy from getting to Watson when he's outside the pocket, then his ass is gone. I'll say this, Conklin, though. the same thing. You got last point, then we'll move on. I'll, I'll say this. The only thing I'm worried about with Conklin, of course, is the injuries, right? right. If he's healthy, I trust that he, he can get out there and handle his business. But if he's not, Jedrick Wills played right, right tackle at Alabama. at Alabama. And I think you can slide him to right tackle, and maybe he can be more productive. But that's all precedent on James Hudson taking the next step. Dewan Jones developing into Dewan who DeJuan played we right think. tackle at Ohio State, too. Though. Yeah, he so played right tackle there, too. So. It's, it's, it's one of those situations to where, you know, you got some options. I like the depth. I like the fact that you got a multiple guys on the offensive line that can play multiple positions. And, of course, you got Bill Callahan coaching them up. Best so of the best. It kind of keeps me confident that no matter what happens, that, that group would be okay. We spent 75 minutes on the Browns. Anthony, <laughs> more transition. Let's talk a little Guardians. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, we're going to, I just want to promo memberships one more time, guys. Uh, You can pay $4.99 to get our overtime topic, which I'm still not going to tease because even though McNuggets has definitely told me what he wants to do today, we have a new McNuggets emoji and we're still trying to get Earl and I in there, so don't. Don't let us down. We really want to get in that. And you guys will also get text messages, updates every day, $4.99 a month. And you get discount codes to the Cleveland uh, store for our T-shirts. So go get yourself a membership. And you can gift memberships, too. forgot to mention that last time. If you have somebody in the chat that you absolutely love, maybe even have a crush on, gift them a membership. <laughs> All right. There was, 
that's a good point, Anthony. It's a great Valentine's Day present. We had some breaking news from the Guardians yesterday, though, and it's a deal that I'm frankly surprised at the backlash from. The Guardians have sent shortstop Ahmed Rosario to the Dodgers from Noah Syndergaard, a starting pitcher who's currently on rehab assignment and cash consideration. So they gain no money, they lose no money. Essentially, it's a player-per-player swap. Rosario to the Dodgers, Noah Syndergaard to the Guardians. Earl, we had started our behind the glass last night with the trade, so I want to start with G here. G, what was your initial reaction to hearing the Guardians have traded Ahmad Rosario to the Dodgers for Noah Syndergaard? Um, I, my thing was about time. Um, uh, because, you know, sometimes when I'm, I'm talking to Guardians enthusiasts um, <laughs> and I'm talking to the diehard Guardians, you know, we got a bunch of them on our panel, Jay, Jason Lloyd, Bull, you know, I, it's frustrating for some people like the, the, the just the common knowledgers, right? Sometimes we like, well, look, y'all love the prospects. Y'all's prospect, prospect, prospect. You, you, you can rattle them all off. Baseball of America, right? You know the rankings, know all the names. But then we never see these guys. You, you love them so much that you don't play them. And then you have to give them away for free. I don't get it. Then you got guys who, like Amir Rosario, who's a guy who is not a highly touted um, prospect. He's a guy who's a middle-of-the-road shortstop. He's a converted shortstop. And, you know, he's, he's serviceable, but he's not, not at an, an elite position like shortstop. He's not going to be having a tremendous glove. He doesn't have a crazy bat or stick. He's not really a guy that's going to have too much power. So he's a medium sauce guy. No one goes to BW3s and orders medium sauce. It's either mild or hot. Don't get medium. <laughs> so at the end of the day, we sitting here looking at Rosario and we like, okay, well, let's move on from him. Right? Let's get something for him. And then they move him, get something for him, people which we crazy. knew we wasn't going to get that much for him. <laughs> yeah, this, and then, oh my. People were crazy. Uh, this is what I don't get. What? <laughs> so it, it Let's, let, let's go step by step. Yeah. <laughs> Three things you need to know about Med Rosario. One, he was a really good hitter against lefty pitching. Mm -hmm. Against lefties, the dude could have raked. What was he okay at? Hitting against righties. What was he bad at? Fielding. Fielding. <laughs> he was a, statistically and analytic, you can look up any metric you want. He ranked in the bottom three to five in every defensive category for a shortstop in Major League Baseball. Some of the Guardians' top young prospects, not pitchers, but like actual field prospects, are middle infielders. Mm -hmm. Gabriel Arias. Tyler Freeman, Brian Rocchio, all play shortstop or second base. And those guys could not get consistent at bats as long as Ahmed Rosario was manning the shortstop everyday position for the Guardians. So this trade, if does nothing else, I don't think it signals them as sellers or buyers. I just think it gives them a chance to see their younger guys play at an MLB level and get the requisite at bats they need to determine if they are going to be part of the team's future or not. This deal makes perfect sense to me. They had a gluttony of guys in the middle infield. They're two best starters, and three if you want to include Cal Quantrill or Hurt right now. You need a guy in the rotation. You get a guy in Syndergaard who at one point was electric, one of the best pitchers in baseball. He certainly tailed off the last couple of years. He has a 7 ERA this year. <clears throat> but at least he's a guy you can count on to say, hey, you've pitched in a September start that's mattered before. We may have to throw you in because Bieber, McKenzie, and Quantrill are out while getting a look at the young guys. It, to me, the trade makes perfect sense. I mean, to me, the trade was a wash. Like, I think I asked you the question. Yeah, they're not better or worse by this. They're not they're, better or worse. No. You can't really call them buyers or sellers based on this move. But when you look at it, it, is, it frees up space to get a better look at some of these prospects we talk about. You needed it. We talk about the Guardians having six or seven of the top 100 prospects, and about three or four of these guys are middle infielders. 
So you want to be able to see these middle infielders get the opportunity, get the opportunity to show that they can be pros. When it comes to Amar Rosario, it's not like the dude was all that good, right? You said he was probably the worst defensive shortstop in Major yeah. League Baseball. This is a dude batting 267 with three home runs. So it's not like it, and he was a guy that the Guardians was not going to extend past that's, this that's year. That's the other thing. They we talked about back. ad nauseum. This was going to be guy, one of the guys between him and Shane Bieber that were going to probably be moved, be moved before the trade deadline. He gets moved and it's like people go crazy. What did you think you were going to get for Amar Rosario? You wasn't going to get prospects, right? Nope. And, and as far as like getting Syndergaard back, yeah, he's way past that 2016 New York Mets guy. But he's a veteran pitcher. And the one thing about a guy who you know has done it before, and then you compare, you marry that with this organization who does a, a great job of getting yeah. the best out of pitchers, I think it makes sense, especially when you just need an arm. You have so many if guys. You just need a guy to pitch. Yeah, they, you, ha you have so many guys in a rotation that's either injured or has reached this quota of innings pitched that now you just need a guy that's serviceable and can fill it out. Think about this. Our top three guys are hurt. And then the young guys, Bybee, Allen, and, and Gavin Williams, they all started in the minor leagues. So that pitch clock was already, yep. it was already getting there. I mean, we had, what, Curry? Uh, pitching, Curry, yeah, and, Curry and as the season progresses, when Cindergaard's back and healthy, there are going to be times when, especially if Cleveland's still in the playoff hunt, they're going to have to arrest a guy, yeah. one of the young guys, Bobby Allen Williams, to save him for a playoff start. And who do you slide in there? That's where Cindergaard comes into play. I don't think this means they're total buyers. I don't think it means they're total sellers. I think this is a move that makes sense for both franchises. The Dodgers needed a bat, and Cindergaard wasn't in their starting rotation. The Guardians needed a pitcher, and Rosario wasn't significantly better than the guys who they think could fill in that spot. You guys, and both were expiring but I, contracts. But I got a question for both of y'all. Are they going to make a move to let us know what side of the fence that they're on? Because we still don't know what side of no. the fence that they're on. No. I, you go first. I, I don't – listen, I think they're buyers and sellers. Like, I think they're just both. Like, to me, I, I think they believe that the best people in their roster are going to be their younger guys. At this point, if you ask me would I make another move, no. What I would do is I would play my young guys, and if I play my young guys, it's an added bonus and more experience to the young guys – that I could go into next year. Think about how good you feel about Gavin Williams and Bobby and Allen. If, if by the way, they make a playoff series and they get to start in a playoff series, right? Think about what now they may put them on, on ice. I wouldn't do it, but just think about what you can do with that. You can build off that and continue to move. For me, I'm on. I, I'm going to see the young dudes because I don't believe there's anybody on the market that if they trade for is going to make a huge difference. They have. They have concrete organizational problems. Like what I mean by that is you don't have power at the power positions. You don't have superstars. Your shortstop, your center fielder, your 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 pick, your number one ace, your left fielder, your third base. They only got one guy at third base in Jose Ramirez who is a star. You have to have stars at those main positions. They don't have them. Now, until they find them, I wouldn't be running around trading people. So here's the crazy part, Earl. I went to bed last night saying I think the Guardians are going to end up being buyers. And not big buyers. I don't think there's anyone they can you get. You woke up saying they sell us. <laughs> well, I woke I'm up to the news. Pusher. <laughs> I woke up to the news that the Los Angeles Angels <laughs> just gave up two of their top three prospects for Lucas Giolito. Two okay. of the top three. Their number two prospect and their number three prospect for Lucas Giolito. If Shane Bieber was healthy, 
the haul the Guardians could have got back for Shane Bieber after seeing what the White Sox got for Lucas Giolito would have been absurd. Way more than the, the pitcher they're actually acquiring because he just hasn't, frankly, been as good as right. we, uh, we've been accustomed to Shane Bieber being. With that in mind, if you're getting a number two and a number three prospect in an organization, that's like a Gavin Williams-type level prospect. Like mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about here. For Lucas Giolito... Could you get a number four or five for Aaron Savali? And if you could, hell, I'm punting. I think give me, of, at that point, give me that prospect. You know, the other side of this that I'm going to really enjoy is, you know, with, with him gone, uh, I think Oscar is going to play tonight. And Oscar and, got and, called and, up. That's, yeah, that so, true. you know, it'll be interesting to finally see him back in the lineup. Now I'm wondering if Bo Naylor will officially become the everyday starting catcher for the Guardians. So this is. We don't know if they're buyers or sellers, but what I can look at is saying, okay, they're a 500 team. They've been a 500 team all, all season. They've not had some crazy losing streak, and they've not had some winning streak that, like, overly wowed you. Nope. This is who this team is. It's a lot of young, raw talent, and maybe they're lining themselves up to see, okay, let's just see what we have with these guys that, that that's mostly are some of our top prospects and see what we can do going forward. I would love to see them move a prospect or two to get another veteran bat in the lineup. That's probably unlikely, but I would like to see it. They don't. They, why, they still got three catchers. <laughs> they de- Well, do you count David Fry as a yes. catcher? Yes. Then yes. Man, they just get rid of Gallagher. Listen, yeah. like, come on, bro. That's another roster spot, bro. Give me, listen, we've been hearing these Rokios and Nokios and Valeris or Valera with Valerian. That's a dragon. <laughs> like, we don't, I just, the, the, the prospect game irks me, McNuggets. It does, bro, because we've been, you know, I, we've been hearing about these same people for decades. Well, Espino has oh. the, the shoulder and the arm issue, so he's not pitching. Valera is actually swinging a much better bat. Rokio, we're going to see now with the, the loss of Rosario. Chase DeLauder was their first-round pick last year. He's at Lake County right now. He's hitting the crap out of the ball. He's a guy to watch. Now, I asked Jason two days ago on Tuesday, and he said there's there's probably another year before he's ready to be in majors. Man. But he's a guy to that, keep That George on. Valera, that's the dude that was fighting, right? He just came back. He's hit two home runs in his last three games. So, in the outfield, he but that is, that is him. And if you go to the next one, 6 through 10 on their prospect list, uh, that's Johinsky Noel, who Jason said is probably the next – Offensive player to be that looked like up. my cousin Darren. That's that's John. I can't, is it John Kowski? I'll be honest. I, I'd be lying to tell you I knew for sure how to like pronounce that. his name, but that is Noel. He's a first baseman, third baseman, can play a little corner outfield. Power hitter. Hey, this guy right has here has more power than a lot of the guys, but I don't think he's he's the number nine prospect. I he's smiling like like he depoted somebody for that chain. That's my grandma machine. Give me that chain. <laughs> my grandma gave you that chain. <laughs> he's little, come up out of I say that to say I do think they have a couple pieces without giving up their top top guys to go get someone. Frankly, and this is probably unpopular, I don't trust Espino. Like you, you're that young. You go through that much shoulder issues and elbow issues. If you could get a bat back for your top prospect, I make that move. I know Jay's very against it. Jay's like starting pitching is so valuable. You can't do it. Well, this guy was supposed to be in the majors at this point. He was on the same track as Gavin Williams, and he's not going to pitch again for a year and a half. I would be totally fine parting ways with Espino for a bat, but I'm not sure if you're going to get the same return for Espino as you would for some other prospects, just because of the injury concerns and the fact he's out for at least another year. But I be telling Jay them all the time. Like, look, bro, 
like everybody, oh, there'll be two years before they get up here. We heard that about all three of these guys. Allen came up. Oh, he's he, he's he's raw. He doesn't have the stuff Bobby has. We think no, he's right up here. A, a Bobby came. I was listen. We was we were screaming for him. Ah, Gavin Williams is better. He might make it up before Bobby. Bobby. Be up, Guess man. what? Bobby came up here. Now Gavin Williams is here. Nah, bro. Like these dudes, they got it. See, the the Guardians are starting to understand. They on us a little bit. Like they they we we on to them. Like we we y'all want us to pay attention to y'all. Now we paying attention to y'all. Like we be on them about these prospects, and guess what? If they come out and ball out with a small sample size, guess what you can get for them if you if you need to trade them. You gonna yeah. it's just gonna bring the value up. So I'm looking at these young dudes. Give me, give, I want to see two, three of them dudes. I need to see two or three. Yeah, I think in totality, big picture here, it's a really smart move by the Guardians. Yeah. This opens up with nothing else a chance to see what you have in Rokio, Freeman, and Arias getting consistent at bats. And you get a veteran pitcher to help subsidize the loss of Bieber, McKenzie, and Quantrill until they're back healthy. I just want Oscar to come back and solidify himself like he did last year, man. <sighs> if he, if, if Oscar can be, you know, what he was last year or better, I think that will go a long way in helping yeah. this entire offense. Um, I'm really excited for this game tonight. I think that, you know, you're going to see this lineup. It'll be interesting to see. You Have know, they released the, the lineup yet? No, they haven't. Not yet. I think the game is like at 18, it, so we, we might be getting it soon. Game, yeah. But uh, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how many hits they have, how many runs they score, how Tito kind of like puts this lineup together. And I'm excited to see it. I'm looking forward to seeing these young prospects get more opportunities. Um, Amad Rosario was a guy that was 10 times out of 10, not going to be on the roster at the end of yeah. this year anyway. So I'm not surprised by it. We got something back. I'll take something over nothing every single time. Yep. And we're going to go to Anthony in one second. It is funny tonight as we get to the series with the White Sox. You're looking at a seller versus a team we don't know. The White Sox waving the white flag. We know what they're doing now. It's up to the Guardians to progress. Three straight series wins. Let's make it four. Let's do it. Ant, what's up? Yeah, guys, I just want to remind everybody before we move on to our next topic that we are close to 25,000 subscribers. So tell your friends, tell your family. Everybody should subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Gee, I have a question real quick. Do you know, do we get a play button for 25,000, or is that 50,000, 100,000, and a million? For what? For subscribers. The I, YouTube play buttons? Yeah, like, we, I think it's, it's, it's 25,000. So we might be able to get our first play button. Yeah, that's and we dope. can put that up on the set. That'll be awesome. Yeah, that, that, like, if we, and then I think it, it's like, you get 25, and then it, the, I think the one, the, the biggest one is the million one, which is. Uh, we got a way to go. That's yeah. gold. Yeah, we, I know we got a way to gold. go for a million. Shout out to y'all for subscribing. Shout out to everybody, man, who's helped grow this thing. We always look forward to bringing you content. We look forward to having fun. I know sometimes you all don't agree with some of it, but hey, dog days of summer football will be here soon, but we definitely appreciate all the interaction. So go out there and tell a family member, associate, and a friend to subscribe. People realize or don't realize sometimes if we all agreed on everything, it'd be a boring-ass show. Yeah. Yeah. Disagreement. In the context that we do, where it's you know conversational, long as like, like we don't disrespect like, each other, and I think that's the yeah. thing that's dope. Like we're able to have healthy disagreements, right? Like sometimes like that's that's good for you. You know, you just don't cross those lines of like like insulting people or or just being personable. Like I keep telling people, you never know who you see in person. Sometimes yeah. you gonna I, have to stand on some I, of the words. I, I, I be careful, man. I tell people all the time in the barbershop, bro. Like. Formulate your own opinion, bro. You know, go go do your research. Come back with it. 
The only time I'm going to get mad at somebody is like, if you don't do the research and you just repeating what other people say, yeah. like if we disagree on some stuff that you brought up and your numbers say one thing and I'm like, well, I like these set of numbers and we debate. That's all good. We can have a sparring converse, a conversation. That's the best part about sports talk. Yeah. That's where I got in it for. But I just don't like when, when people just be like, yeah, I'm going to just say the old stuff that you've heard thousands of times. And he, that even comes to me. I love when my people say, G. Bush, you out of line. <laughs> I love when yeah. G. Bush like, you tripping. I'm like, I'll come back and be like, yeah, I was tripping, dog. <laughs> and Donovan Mitchell still had one of the best seasons in Cavs history. <laughs> Speaking of that, that's a great Speaking transition. ESPN released its official post, and I hate the way they worded this. It is their post off-season 1.0 power rankings for the upcoming season. Yeah, that's wordy. It's wordy. It doesn't sound right. And based on the way they phrased it, I very much disagree with their rankings. The Cavs came in at number nine on their post-off-season. It's just hard to say. Yeah. Power rankings. Steve, we could pull up the rankings one through five. We'll run through, show you guys where the Cavs rank. The Denver Nuggets, the defending champions, came in at number one. Milwaukee, I think I can rouse off my head if we don't have the graphic ready, but it was Denver, Milwaukee, Boston, Lakers were four, and then Miami was five, and I'm not quite sure how they have Miami at five here when they've lost a couple guys in free agency and haven't got Dame Lillard yet. It's different if they have Dame Lillard in the equation. The Cavs came in at number nine. Oh, here we go. Here we go, yeah. Phoenix was number four, excuse me. Miami at number five, so Denver, Milwaukee, Boston, Phoenix. I got four of the five, right? That's not bad for memory. And let's see six through ten here. I know you have the Lakers in here at some point. Philadelphia, Golden State. There's Cleveland at number nine. I put your boy Imani Bates in the picture. Ah, <laughs> number yeah. ten for Memphis because I put Jokic with the ring at, at number yeah. one. Big Monty, I told you. Big Monty. Big, big Monty Bates. Yeah. Can, can I start with this one real quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually do. This is all irrelevant, and who cares about power rankings before the season starts? I actually do have a little bit of beef with how ESPN did this, and if that's how they're going to do it, how they rank it. We'll start with Miami. That was an eight seed last year. They, granted, they made the finals. They lost Max Struess, mm -hmm. starter. They lost Gabe Vincent, Kyle, maybe their second best player. Kyle Lowry's gone, right? Uh, Kyle Lowry's still there. He's still he's there. He's an expiring contract, but he's a year older. Jimmy Butler's a year older. They've brought in nobody yet because they're trying to do all their stuff for Dame, for Dame Lillard. And you have Tyler here who's taking the Miami Heat out of his Instagram bio, so you have a pissed-off secondary <laughs> superstar. How do you put them above a team like Cleveland? who at least added, and not just added, they took one of your guys and added them to them. Like, I get if this is a projection of what, where they'll be with Dame Lillard, but Dame Lillard ain't there yet. And then also Philadelphia fired their coach, lost some depth, they've brought in nobody, and James Harden wants out. So within that same premise, you can't criticize them or, or knock them for not having James Harden because they still do. But those two things, if you're going to rank them 5-6, you totally different criteria for the two. The Cavs got to be at least third in the East. I, I truly believe the Cavs got to be third in the East. Random thought. I always get tickled when I hear about a, uh, about somebody unfollowing somebody or taking them out it's their so bio. It's so petty. It's so petty. Like, like you used to women doing that after a breakup or something yeah, like yeah. that. So when I be hearing about, yeah, that dude unfollowed them, I'll be like, what? Who cares? Like, 
I, it take a lot for me to unfollow somebody or block somebody. Like that's just a whole nother I, level. Man, of, I'm just showing that, that you. Yeah, no, I get it. But that's a, pissed off. That's a whole nother level of hurt, boy. You know how many? You know how many girls I would have to block if I was a hater? Yeah. I'm like, no, you. I'm. I'm not blocking you. You need to see how I'm winning. I'm, you, I'm yeah. up ten. You losing by twenty. I need to keep you around so you can always be like, damn, he keeps showing up on this timeline. I don't like it. I just look at the the grand scheme of the NBA, and and I think you have to have. Milwaukee and Boston is one and two in the East in whatever order you want. And you think to Cleveland it. is third? I think right now Cleveland's third. You know why I, they I, did that? You know why they did that? Just clicks. I, I know it's all no, about that's, clicks. No, they did it. They did it because You're trying to piss me off. J- when Jared Allen said maybe the lights is too bright, to them they like, oh, you just you just proved you little brother. So they put they put. But it, they got them ahead of the Knicks. Let's be honest. Everybody sitting right here, sitting up here right now, right? As soon as this topic came up and I'm thinking about what I'm gonna say, I still got that. I am still bothered by what he said. I, I'm I, not gonna sit up here and lie and say I'm fair. not, right? Yeah. The fact that he said the lights was too bright, the fact that I've 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 physically watched my team like run and hide and didn't show up and square up and fight, that that's really disturbing. So I can look at the ninth place ranking and be like, okay, well. The Cavs should be higher, but they kind of earned that ninth place ranking. If I'm being all the way honest with you. All right, so here's where you're. I'm, being I'm just. I'm no, kidding. No, I, and maybe it's the emotions, man. I don't, but y'all I like. I don't disagree with you, <laughs> but I'm a. Not call you a hypocrite, but I'm gonna say if you're gonna use that logic, you can't use the same logic when you're projecting Dewan Jones to be the starting left tackle next year. When How? You haven't seen crap. How? He ain't done nothing yet. How? He ain't done nothing. He, but, he ain't done nothing, but I, I, I seen but them these running is, high. These is veterans, though. They, they ran high. That's they a were scared to fight. They didn't, so, so they didn't want saying, no work. They so want you're no saying smoke. you need to see them do it before you'd be like, oh, they could actually like, be like, put higher. This is my thing when it comes to the Cavs. I think the Cavs is a very, very talented basketball team, right? I just question this. I don't think this is something that you can work on over the summer. I agree. Like, if, if you a sucker... You a sucker. <laughs> if, if, if you really about that life, you really about that life. If you somebody that's, if you're an alpha, you're an alpha. Oh, yeah. You just don't go to bed and wake up with this newfound heart that you like, never had. And guess what? If you're trying to put, go out there and be fake and put it on display, you're going oh, to get exposed real and, really, really and, quick. And yeah. that's why you need, that's in, in, the, in the NBA, that's why, to me, there's a lot of dudes that suckers in the NBA. Um, <laughs> there's, no, to, there's a, a few killers, just a, a couple. Of, a lot of pretend killers. It's a lot. There's so why you think Draymond Green runs around and bullies people, right? Yeah. Like the fact that Draymond Green didn't worry about no rep- repercussions. Like you punched that dude, and you punched a teammate <laughs> in the mouth, bro. You just knocked him smooth out. You 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 slip. You you put him to sleep, and then got the nerd to talking about I'm a team leader. You know what I did? I'm not no. I'm not a tough guy, but I I catch him in the mall with his wife and kids. And beat the brakes off of him. Sneak. <laughs> I'm hitting him with trash cans and everything. And I need McNuggets to put it on film. I'm gonna make an example out of you, Draymond. That I, I don't play fair. He would have had to get his get back. But you're not gonna knock me out in front of national TV and have my whole family. I come home, my wife looking at me, talk about, hey, go clean them dishes before Bro, he, I put hands. He, he did nothing. nothing. He did nothing. And then every time he get asked about Draymond, he just kind of like turn his lips up. Like, no, you can't. You cannot do that. A man got. Look, you, know who's you seen the, the wire, wrong? right? Right. You heard yeah. what Omar said, man. A man gotta have a code. <laughs> you gotta have a code, man. Do you know who's at most at fault at that whole incident? Whoever leaked that damn video from inside the Warriors organization. I'm serious. I blame that person more for the complete. I don't say complete collapse, but the demise of the Warriors. 
than anything that actually happened. Did you that is the and real quick. You guys know my boy works in the video. Yeah. That is the one thing <laughs> that you cannot do. Like, and, and I don't even know if they've ever found out who actually leaked that video. And he definitely got at least half a million dollars to a million dollars from TMZ for giving it to him. And we talked about earlier about dudes getting your money. He got his money and got out. He got his money and got That's out of there. That's the wrong way to get, like. It is. That is, I, I remember having a conversation with Eli, and I know I'm getting way off track here, but, like, that is breaking every code of ethics that has ever been established in a basketball locker room. Like, gee, I'm, I'm sure you saw fights in the locker room. Oh, man, what do you mean? I, saw, had, co- I saw coaches fight each other. We had, we had players, we had. Coaches fight each my other. My boy Ed used to throw punches. If we didn't go, if we went three practices with Ed throwing a punch at somebody, we were like, it, Ed people on drugs? Get, like, it, it's just it part happens, of the deal. It's part, it's part, it's part of it. get out, like, that was the worst part of the whole situation. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, he already was It's not, already awkward. He, he's already not the alpha male in that situation. Yeah. He's he's already he already know how how this is and then that gets out and it's like we all knew it. It's no way in hell he can play for the Warriors no. next year. It was done. It, it, no, it's just no, not gonna Steve, happen. See, so. see, first said it like that. I can't lie. That that messed us up a little bit. And so when when you look at the Cavs and they they rate tenth, they look at the roster and they say, okay, it's a hostile environment. Uh, the refs ain't giving you no calls. You need a stop and a score, and it's tight, and it's in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They don't respect nobody. They say, is Jared Allen going to get the rebound? I would say no. Is Darius Garland going to be able to finish under the basket? He slide a frame, or are they going to take the ball from him? They probably say yes. Do you got, is Karis LeVert hitting that shot? Probably not. Donovan Mitchell, he hasn't shown me nothing. Every time he played Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson hit his shots. He don't hit his. So guess what? I got to see it. And that's why I was telling these dudes, and this is, I hate to go here. See, when you, I played ball. I played for the, I played basketball for the number one all-time winningest team games in basketball history in the state of Ohio, the Kevin McKinley. Let me tell you something, bro. When you look at it and they talk about Imani Bates. I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. Big money. You need some. You need somebody that be like, I don't care. I'm about to get these buckets off. Like I, ain't, I ain't scared to shoot. I ain't scared to pull up, and I ain't scared to tell you I just hit that shot in your face. The Cavs need bad. The Cavs need different types of people on their roster because that good guy role, that citizenship, that 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 merit role, merit badge, Boy Scout stuff. That don't be working in the playoffs, bro. Yeah. That don't work. I like your afro, but but that ain't going to You need to play like Black Power. You need to be one of the Black Panthers. Uh, I need you. Real quick before we move on to the last thing. Do you think being fifth in the East, ninth overall, fair, too high, too low for the Cavs at this point? I think it's fair at this fair. particular point, and I think that, you know, again, talented team. I just want to know if you got the heart. That that And that... I don't have and, no fancy... And we fancy, can't prove that until... Like, I don't have no fancy, again. like, analysis for it of anything yeah. like that. I'm still disappointed in how they performed in the playoffs. For me, I know the talent is there. You got the shooters. Talent, talent is half the battle. Do you got the heart? Could anything in the regular season change your opinion? Or yes. do you have to see them yes. in the postseason? Yes. No, I know. Regular, the regular season count. I am. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I was. No, I was so, a discount. No, like so, no, so when I say that, like, I'm just saying that to say like a lot of people try to automatically dismiss it. Mm-hmm. The regular season helps you prepare for the playoffs. Right. So absolutely, there's things that I can see in the regular season that could change the narrative. There's going to be times this season that the Cavs are are tested. 
And and how they show up, that you know, it, it, it'll tell a lot. Worked on your game. And last thing, I'm giving you a homework assignment. Okay. I need you to go back and watch Mike Dunleavy, the Mike Dunleavy Jr., the new Warriors GM, his mm-hmm. press conference where he said Jordan Poole is going to be a long part of this team and we can't wait to have him here and finish his career in Golden State. <laughs> and tell me if his body language told him he was going to trade him in three days. Because I know you're the body language expert. So I need you to go back, watch that press conference, and see what happened. Anthony. Yeah, guys, before we get into our brand new segment, I just want to remind you that you can all see behind the glass uh, every, pretty much every Wednesday night now at 7. It's me, <laughs> Mike, and Earl. Glass. What you laughing at? Because I look behind the glass. <laughs> Earl, why are you interrupting my teases? Come That's on, the man. Name. You're a professional. But <laughs> me, Mike, and Earl love doing it, and you can kind of see this stuff where we get to talk about how we put the shows together and our own ideas on the topics that we put in the shows. And before we move on to our next topic, thanks for watching Behind the Glass. Mike, do you want to set this I next do. thing up? I do. You guys ready for this topic? Yeah. yeah it's called Let's Rank it? Shit. Anthony, it's simple. Three things, let's rank them. <laughs> Am I included in this? Yeah, you can play along. All right, cool. We have right. 11 of them, so we're going to run through them pretty quick. Okay. But this top is very complicated. It's called Let's Rank Shit. Let's do it. Whenever you're ready. Number one, rank them. What are we basing that off of last year? However or? you want. Anthony, you put Let's Rank stuff as the topic. It's Let's Rank Shit. <laughs> I don't, look, man, I don't want to lose uh, my job I'm over going, your idea. I'm going to sign Lamar Jalen. I'm going Jalen, Lamar, Deshaun. I'm going Jalen, Deshaun, Lamar. Jalen just took him to Jalen just took him to the Super Bowl. I don't believe him. He need more people. <laughs> um, give me. Uh, listen, the way I'm, like, man, I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna hold you, man. I got my man for four thousand eight hundred yards and fifty touchdowns. You know what it is. Give me Watson. Then I'm gonna take. Then I'm gonna take uh, Jalen Hurts. Then Lamar Jackson. Stop playing with me, bro. What you laughing at, bro? I'm laughing at it because the number changes every day. Forty. It might be fifty-two hundred tomorrow, bro. Uh, All depending on what outfit he got on. That's so Friday before they play their first oh, game. Oh, oh. oh man, Gigo. You know what? Nine thousand two hundred and thirty-two <laughs> yards, seventy-three touchdowns. He might throw for four. On the Bengals, I'm just waiting for it because I'm. I told you I'm ready to be petty. I'm ready to be petty. Like, don't follow me on Twitter. Do not come in here. I'm a. I'm a wear a Cincinnati Bengals helmet and Photoshop sticker, phone finger, and I'm gonna be right next to Bull. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh my God! I can't breathe. Oh, oh we're probably doing. We actually should poison Bull and make him throw up again after we. <laughs> I'm telling you, what the hell is going? He might weird. not my, show. My watch Listen, just started he might. If, they, if the Browns win that game, Bull ain't coming to work. Going, he not coming. Bull I'm not telling you, no, Bull, Bull has to be here. No, I, I will pick his ass up from Rocky River and drive. <laughs> no, his ass up. I have to. Anthony, what's our second on the list? All right, so our next list? one is going to be Reese's Twix and M and M's. This one's easy. M and M's top tier, especially peanut M and M's. What? What? That's Are the, you no, Anthony's done. Reese's is going crazy? second. Not Twix ranking. is going last. Oh my god! Anthony's what's wrong with you? M and M's. M and M's is the candy. You be like, what do you want? M and M's is a song by Migos. Ain't nothing left but M and M's. In order for me, Reese's Twix, M and M's. There it is. Reese's is overrated. And, and if they got the peanut butter Twix, they might go over the Reese's. Now, I got to say more, the Reese's Twix M&M's. I got a Reese's M&M's Twix. Well, the fact that Anthony put M&M's first, Anthony, you have to sit out the next one. You're out for at least one. <laughs> I'm suspending you from one ranking. All right, Understandable. Th- number three. 
I'm going LaMelo Ball, Darius Garland, Trey Young. I actually think um, I actually think Darius Garland. I put Trey Young, Lamelo. So you know we're talking about players you just don't like for whatever reason. You don't like you don't like Trey Young. I I can't. It, it's just it's the way he. I just don't think he, the way he plays basketball translates to winning. I, I I have like a philosophical difference in how winning basketball is played and how Trey Young plays. So I put Trey third. I put Lamelo second. I think Darius Garland's gonna have a monster year. Like I don't know if he can win Breakout Player of the Year because he's already been an All Star. Uh, not breakout, most improved player. I think he's got a monster, monster season. His, his offensive game is way better than Lamelo's, though. I, I I think he's like he averaged twenty, what twenty one and, and eight next last year. Yeah. I think, and I'm I'm being serious with the addition of shooters. I think Mitchell's gonna give him a little more offensive, you know, firepower, or, or pull back on the rain. I think Garland's gonna average like twenty four and nine this year and be one of the top four or five points. I, I am. Buying all the. If anyone wants to sell me their Darius Garland stock, I will buy it for one point seven five. He better cut. I mean, I, I hope that's the case. I'm not gonna sit up here and try to have no. no. I, need, I need him on protein shakes. I need him bigger. I need him faster. I need him more deadly, more more serious. I need all that. I'm I'm in. I'm taking all the Darius Garland stock. I think he's going to be a top twenty player in the NBA next season. All right, and what's our next one? All right, so the next one is pizza wings and burgers and. Director Steve put it as pizza, burger, wings, which is just wrong. Wings are at the top. Wings Director Steve had – you had wings third, Steve? He had wings last. He said he you hates had wings. wings. Last. He said he hates wings? I can't sit back here anymore, guys. I, I need you said you hate wings? For what? Yeah, well, oh, what wow. did a wing ever do to you? Uh, for wings, it's a lot of work for just a little bit of chicken. So I'd rather have a chicken breast than a wing. I'm, I I can't believe I have to sit next to him. He said work. He said yeah work. Steve, what are you what are you doing? You you carving out like sculptures in a chicken when you just eat it. He doesn't want to eat the skin. That's, 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 I, the, best that's the best part. Man, hey, are that, we all agreeing that wings are at the you, top here? Will you write down worst take of the year and that time code? Let's let's make sure that's well, nomination for I, worst I mean, take of this. Man, that's low key. Hey, hey, Steve, that's a suspendable offense, yeah. man. Steve, aren't you taking vacation? <laughs> like, like Steve, you looking at three to five days, man. No, 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 direct, no, director. Guys, Steve. I don't know how to work V Mix just quite yet. We got to keep him around for a little <laughs> no, bit. No. You looking at three to five hours, Steve? <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, in, in Steve's head, he's like, "You fools! Two of y'all up there in that panel got high blood pressure now for even all that skin. <laughs> you better take you a pill with that. It's wrong with you today. I, uh, <laughs> I go, I go wings, pizza, burgers, wings, pizza, burgers. I, I go wings, <laughs> burgers, pizza. I'm definitely biased being from New Jersey and New York and having a lot of really good growing up. It, but. It, it goes wings because you could do so much. Wings, pizza, burgers. And what do you think? And what does the chat say more important? Yeah, so the chat real quick. Let me see here. It's looking like pizza and wings are obviously the top two. They're with us. I got a couple for pizza being at the top, a couple of pizza being, uh, pizza being in the middle. Nobody's putting burgers at the top. We got I.I. with pizza, burger, wings, just like Steve, your band. Sorry. And, yeah, that's our chat. Hey, somebody said Master Pizza. I've had Master Pizza. Master Pizza is really, really good. Where's that at? Uh, it's like three or four lo locations. Hey, Master Pizza, y'all see this, man? Give UCSS a call. <laughs> Seriously. I will, yeah, yeah. We Seriously. love pizza. We love pizza. Uh, and we got a bunch more. Chime in with some uh, chat comments on some of these as well. Let, let's, yeah, yeah, we'll let's do. We got all of our uh, little commercial breaks out of the way. So this next one is football, basketball, and baseball. Oh, we already know what it is. Nobody even got to say nothing. In order. In that order. Yeah, in that's, order. That's in in order. order. I think 
personally would put basketball a little bit above football, but I that's just a now, personal preference. If, I mean, this is this is the the new age. All y'all old cats at the house right now are on a vacation. The, the baseball's not at the top. It's it's just not. Um, y'all can tell me about the pitch clock all you want, and I love baseball. I played it since I was six years old, and some arguably would say that was my best sport. And I should have kept playing, it. but at the end of the day, nobody. Nobody who is going to rule the world in the next 40 years believes you guys. It's not baseball. Old, old Ben put baseball, football, golf. That's, well, that, that wasn't even on the list. Yeah, man. that's just out of pocket. We're yeah. not we're not ranking yeah. everything. We're just ranking the shits on the screen. You did just throw an old extra one in there. Yeah. How's about golf? <laughs> what about what about billiards? <laughs> Volleyball. That was, I didn't know it. that was on the, on the docket for today. All right, All right guys, so day? the next uh, next one, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals. I put, this, I put this one in just for you guys. And I don't even, I didn't even so, tell you how you have to rank them. So, this could be on. So, no, no, I'll I, I keep it a buck. I'll go Bengals at Wait, the top because that's little brother. But what are you ranking them on? Like, how you like them or how much you hate them? Well, I hate all of them, so I'm going to say I hate the Bengals the least. Okay. That's I like, sure we're all ranking nobody really place. hates their little brother for real. Like, the Ravens is, they used to be us, so whatever, but like, I, I really, really hate the Steelers. Steelers. Like, I – no, look look at me. I really hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe you. Like I've I, never seen you wear yellow. And what's crazy is that's the reason I don't. Like, I like hats. You see, I, I wear different hats. I don't get down with the whole PA Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, man, I remember being – I don't remember. I've seen pictures of me as a baby. I was born in 87, and I'm sitting on my grandfather's lap during the AFC championship game in January at 88. So, like, no, I was born into this, man. I can't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers. Back in 88, when I was selling weight, you was a ballerina. I got to, never mind. Uh, let's keep it moving. <laughs> Wait a minute, Jim. Yeah, real quick. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Said. Hey, uh, I, this is easy. Because there's a lot of people that want to be fake Steelers fans. I don't even wear those colors. I don't like Wiz Khalifa's black and yellow. I don't like, I don't even play with Pittsburgh Steelers on Madden. Never have never touched them on the sticks. They don't exist. So I don't. I, Pittsburgh's one. I don't like the Ravens either. I, I really don't like the fact that they just left Cleveland and got a Super Bowl and they think they 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 cool. I don't like them. I don't like their coach Harbaugh. And I don't like <laughs> when people come on trying to praise them. We're gonna we, we're not we're not gonna do. I'm gonna get them right together. Hey, hey, Didi, where you at? Hey, so Didi. We're not talking about hardball. You know I heard so much about that before we move on. We're not talking about hardball. And of course, people go fact tack it. But I, my my grandfather told me this. You know that year that they moved, they had two picks. I think they had the twenty six pick and the third pick. They took Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> what if Anthony? Yeah, it's a what way. if? <laughs> yeah. Hey, so a lot of the chats just refusing to participate in this. And I, Bengals are at the top. But uh, Director Steve said if we're ranking shit, Steelers have to be number one. So. Good yeah. joke there by yeah. Director Steve. Like Steve, you want to take the next one here? I think the next one's a spicy one. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Is there Friday football? Uh, is no, this a football so. or just your no, favorite this, day? No, I just put Sunday day. Night Football because I need something to put I in work the seven days a week. Favorite day, yeah. So, how would you rank it? I'm lying, child support. <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I was making that up. <laughs> I mean that for real. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm an independent <laughs> contractor. Sometimes my schedule is a little heavier. If I had to rake them, Sunday is like the most relaxing day. 
So I will go Sunday, uh, Saturday, Friday. Friday is last because no matter what, I got to get up and be at the station at 430 for this guy. <laughs> so I, mean, I got to come show up too. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Like, I yes, go, yeah, I go Saturday, Sunday, Friday. Like, take out football, a fun Sunday, fun day. Like nice weather, summer Sunday fun day. I like, I like. <laughs> you know, down at the beach by the pool, got a couple cold ones in you. I would see Saturday after I, Saturday after the, my radio show. I, that's when the weekend starts for me. So like, if if I'm Sunday, I can go back home and watch some of the college football games. Give me an SEC game. You know what I'm saying? I, first the Big Ten, then I'm gonna catch me the, the SEC game. Then I'm gonna go. Ch- I'm gonna switch over to f- five, and then I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'm gonna watch. Well. Yeah. Pack, so I, that's a good day for me. And then that day, since I work all the time, I try to stay up as long as possible. So I'm going to go with that. Real quick, and we'll move on a sec. If you're going out in Cleveland, people don't go out on Fridays. No, it's like Saturday. It's, it's a Saturday city. Saturday night. For, is, and that's yeah. a weird thing for you, more, you, you know. You turn up all night on a Saturday. Yeah, that, Fra- that's, Friday's recovery day. Like you, you, like, you sleep for the night, and then you go crazy Saturday. That, that's what I learned. <laughs> I did not know that when I moved here. All right, sleep. we got four more, you said? <laughs> yeah, we got four more. All right. Shaquille O'Neal. Hakeem Olajuwon or Bill Russell? Uh, to me, it's in that order. Just on the strength, like, you know, Shaq is the most dominant player I've ever seen play. Uh, I remember Hakeem vividly. i never seen Bill Russell play. That's the only reason. It's like that for me. G? I told you about people named Bob and Bill. I told you about that. They can't be the top of the game. Shaq is easy. Go, go back and watch Shaq. I was in the time machine on YouTube about three weeks ago, and – he was just, he was doing stuff that was just disrespectful. Tearing down your whole infrastructure. Shaq, when he wanted to be, was the single most dominant basketball player I've ever seen. The only person that could stop Shaq when he was in that peak form mm-hmm. was, was the free, free throw line. Right. And Shaq himself for not finishing and one. But he literally was unstoppable. I would go Shaq, Hakeem. And for me, it's so hard to, to rank Bill Russell in any of these because, A, I didn't see him play. I was negative like 40 years old. And then, yeah. two... He's playing against a bunch of plumbers. So, like, yeah, yeah, and it's not to knock him. He obviously... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 11 championships. Unbelievable player. Deserves to be ranked. I just... No, I mean, we I, agree. I have a hard like, time it's, ranking it's, him. Yeah. All right, no, and we got three more. Let's run through them. All right, we got Oceans, Lakes, or Rivers. I don't really like <laughs> Yo, water that I'm much. Be Swimming pools was my number one. I'm a black man. I can't swim. You ain't about to catch me in none of them. In a and none of them. Not apple it's sharks in the ocean. Like I, I can't swim in nothing, man. No, none of them. I don't know. <laughs> river monsters. None I don't of like them. it's salty water. No, I'm cool. Y'all, y'all I'm crazy. straight, bro. I'm, cool. I'm at the house. Man. It goes nice ocean, indoor pool. Oceans, lakes, rivers. That's easy. Easiest one yet. Oceans, right, you can die one. quicker. Barry Sanders, Walter Payton or Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Barry Sanders, Walter Payton. I agree. Yep. All right, two more. Easy. Let's see, let's go on to the next one. I don't remember. Planes, trains, and automobiles. And this is actually the last one. Oh, the last one. 
Hey, that's train, <laughs> trains don't really exist no more. I took a train um, to Chicago and it was the worst experience of my life. So I, I, I would, taking a couple trains in Europe. I would never buy a private jet because if I'm gonna die, somebody got to be with me to comfort me. <laughs> I'm not just gonna die on my own private jet. Like that's just me and the pilot and a couple people. I need to be like, well, I went. The whole 747 was there too. Like everybody, it was the lady back in the back with the kid. So you know it's meant to be. But so I'm, I I started flying for real probably like within the last five years, and I used to be afraid. The moment I stepped on a plane, it was a wrap. And I'm also a dude who really don't have much patience. I will book if I I would fly to Columbus before I drive to Columbus. Yeah. People. Like I, so like I would go plane automobile. I ain't getting on no train either. You see the real. It's, it's definitely planes first. I'm all about efficiency. Get from point A to point B as yeah, quickly as possible. That's what I'm planes. Saying. You don't have traffic on the train, and traffic in cars I think is the biggest knock. But I just think cars are way cooler than trains. Yeah, like, like, I, I, just, I know you gotta take trains sometimes. Public like, transportation. It is I'm, what it I'm is, not but big on the whole being stuck in traffic. Things it's the like worst. that. Like, and it's I get worst. it. Like people think I'm joking. I will book a flight in state if I can get there within an hour. Yeah. That's just I, how I, I would take absolutely. a train as someone who d is dating somebody that lives in Columbus. I would have like a fast speed train between the cities would be so much nicer. Wait, I would what never did he say about again. trains? <laughs> oh no, I don't want to know. <clears throat> a fast speed train? <laughs> is that what? I do. You're, you're terrible. Do you're, te you're, te you're terrible. What? Yeah. You're terrible. All right, we got no. overtime. Oh, yeah, overtime's up next. Hey, we got Sean Porter on tomorrow and Bulls back tomorrow. I'm out, boys. I'll see y'all two weeks. Chicka chicka chicka. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.